BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about a world sliding ever further into the abyss. I'm your host, Mia Wong. As the wave of atrocities committed by Israel in the Gaza Strip rages on, and the moral authority of Biden and his liberal cohort crumbles day by day, a new generation of right-wing media grifters have seized on Palestine as a way to boost their own reactionary brand. But these are not the standard kind of right-wing grifter that we've become accustomed to on this show. They aren't Chris Rufo, they aren't libs of TikTok, and although they will eventually appear on Tucker Carlson, they aren't cut from that pre-existing template. These are our monsters. These are monsters birthed by the left I grew up in, by the generation of new socialists radicalized by Bernie Sanders, the Syrian civil war, and the election of Donald Trump. This is largely going to be a setup episode to understand the background of the kinds of people who are going to come later. But I wanted to start the story with a taste of where it's going to end. Max Blumenthal is a left-wing journalist with the outlet Grey Zone. He was, for a very long time, well-regarded in anti-imperialist circles. In many ways, he is the ideological predecessor to enormous portions of the modern left. In 2021, Anthony Fauci, the former head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and Biden's chief health official, 
went on Face the Nation to face allegations and calls by Senator Rand Paul and Ted Cruz for him to uh, step down and, quote, be prosecuted over the course of COVID-19. Yeah, after this interview happened, Face the Nation released a tweet about it. Blumenthal responded with an incredibly disturbing video. I'm going to read the tweet. I'm not going to play the video because this guy uh, listening to him is a painful experience. Blumenthal responded, quote, Nobel winning inventor of the PCR test, Carrie Mullis on Anthony, quote, I am the science Fauci, quote, and this is from Mullis. Tony Fauci does not mind going on camera in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. By the way, uh, the, the part where he says lie instead of lying there is a direct quote. That is him, not me. So to understand how absolutely, absolutely absurd this is, we need to talk about who Carrie Burris actually is. So Max Blumenthal is correct that Carrie Mullis won the 1993 Nobel Prize for the invention of the PCR test, which is now one of the basic building blocks of biology. Like they let, they let undergrads in college do this stuff. But he is also an enormous crank. Berkeley's alumni magazine wrote a profile of him when he died in 2019. They described him like this, quote, He'd become a vociferous critic of widely accepted scientific theories, ridiculing the notion that CFCs caused the ozone hole that humans caused climate change, and that HIV caused AIDS. Now, okay, climate change denialism, I think, is something we all <laughs> understand. Uh, the ozone layer stuff is extremely funny. This interview is from the 90s. So in the 90s, we were using these things called CFCs, which is a class of chemical that we used in, like, hairspray and refrigerators. And using them tore a hole in the ozone layer. So the world, for maybe the last time, actually performed a collective action, stopped using them, and the whole fixed itself. So, okay, obviously, Terry Mullis, unbelievably and very quickly proven unbelievably wrong. But the last part, the part where Terry Mullis claims that HIV does not cause AIDS, we need to talk about a bit more. Because it is absolutely monstrous, and it is going to give Mullis a body count even Kissinger would nod in respect to. So, okay, we need to talk about what HIV AIDS actually is. So I'm, I'm just going I'm just, I'm to go to the CDC for this one. HIV, human immunodeficiency virus, is a virus that attacks the body's immune system. If HIV is not treated, it can lead to AIDS, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. There is no effective cure. Once people get HIV, they have it for life. But with proper medical care, HIV can be controlled. People with HIV who get effective HIV treatment can live long, healthy lives and protect their partners. And this is something that queer people fought and died for. If you have HIV, there are simple and easy tests for it now, you can get treatment, and you can live a normal life. On the other hand, if HIV isn't treated, you can get acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, AIDS, and that can and will kill you. It is what killed so, so many almost an entire generation of queer people. It killed them for decades and decades and decades, and it's still killing them now. Kerry Mullis, the guy who Max Blumenthal is tweeting a video of to go after Anthony Fauci, doesn't think that HIV causes AIDS. He thinks that AIDS is caused by malnutrition and poverty. And he is going to spend the rest of his life telling anyone and everyone he can, getting mainstream press coverage, telling people, that HIV doesn't cause AIDS. He is the Andrew Wakefield of HIV AIDS denialism. Lots of people believe him, including, for example, the Foo Fighters' Dave Gruel. 
They believe him because he is apparently a reputable source. The man has a Nobel Prize. But unfortunately, as we've already seen from his climate denial and his CFC denial, he is spreading unbelievably dangerous lies. And this specific lie that HIV doesn't cause AIDS fucking kills people. Here's from that Berkeley article again. I don't like the way they're phrasing it. Um, it's the, the you know, it's Berkeley, right? Like, so some stuff's going to some stuff's going to be racist. Um, his views on AIDS don't just look bad. They may have had deadly consequences. By the late 1990s, South Africa was in the midst of a catastrophic AIDS epidemic. President Thambo Mbeki, under the spell of AIDS denialists, including Mullis, declared that AIDS was caused by poverty, not HIV. Many South Africans were denied access to treatment. A 2008 study published in the Journal of Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndromes estimated that as a result, 35,000 babies were born with HIV and 330,000 South Africans died of AIDS unnecessarily. This is monstrous. And here is Max Blumenthal, who was, up until very recently, at the very least nominally a left-wing journalist, tweeting a video of this fucking guy to attack Anthony Fauci on behalf of a bunch of right-wing anti-lockdown ghouls. Now, I, I especially want to do this because if you want to attack Anthony Fauci, it is very, very easy to do from the left. You can attack him for his, his response to the original HIV AIDS pandemic. And, you know, lots of queer people have done this. Instead, Max Blumenthal is tweeting a guy is tweeting a video from an unbelievable right wing crank who was responsible for the deaths of 330,000 people. So the question we're going to be answering for the next three episodes is how did we get here and what is happening now? And to do this, we need to talk about the rise of American Marxist Leninism. I'm going to try to present the ideology as sympathetically as possible because it's important to understand how people came to believe in these things. Because part of the horror and tragedy here is that not all of these people are the grifters and shills and right-wing fanatics that the ideology spawned and who we're now having to deal with. People who are on Infowars agreeing with Alex Jones. Most of them were people like us, people who saw the horrors of this world and wanted to make it better. A lot of the writing about this is clinical and antiseptic, largely coming from either academic journals or very, very angry liberals. And I can't be clinical about this. I can't cover this neutrally. And I can't do that because some of these people were my friends. They were people I loved and respected and cared about. And they're people who I've now lost. And so I owe it to them to be fair about this. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... So what is the modern generation of Marxist-Leninism? You could start with the history of the Bolsheviks and Stalin's consolidation of power and, you know, the development of Marxist-Leninism as an ideology, and you could trace it through the 20th century, and you could trace, you know, the ways in which it is and isn't the ideology that Lenin had originally been developing. But that really is the wrong place to start here. If you want to understand how this ideology came to be and why so many people came to follow it, the right place to start is America. It's with a generation of young people who grew up in the wake of the 2008 financial collapse and the ruthless suppression of Occupy by the Obama administration. It's a generation of people who grew up on the internet, who began to learn about the lies we've been fed our entire lives about the world and America's role in it. They learned the lies we'd been told about the war in Iraq, about Afghanistan, about Vietnam, about Allende and Pinochet, about Cuba, about the Sandinistas, about American imperialism in Lebanon and Haiti and Guatemala and Honduras and Iran, about Patrice Lumumba and the DRC, about Sukarno and Suharto in the killing fields, about Thomas Sankara, about Che Guevara, about the Black Panthers, about a thousand wars and a thousand crimes of the American empire. Crimes we could spend an entire episode just listing by name. They learned, in a tremendously short amount of time, that the American empire was born of genocide, was built by slavery and is sustained by replicating those genocides across the world and at home. At the government, they were taught from birth to love and respect, slaughtered children in the streets with hellfire missiles, and then had the unmitigated gall to turn around and proclaim itself the leaders of the free world and the upholder of the rules-based international order. And so, they started learning about how our capitalist economy really functions. 
They started reading Marx, and then they started reading Engels, and it led to other Marxists and to the great international enemies of American imperialism from the last century. Ho Chi Minh, to Castro, to Lenin, to the struggles against colonialism in Algeria, and to intellectuals like Fanon and militants like Asada Shakur. It led them to believe, to really believe, in the struggle against capitalism, and racism, and imperialism. And that led them to Stalin and Mao. And eventually, it would lead them down a darker path. A path where anything and everything could be justified if it meant defeating the American empire. A path that told them it was their duty to back every state in the world who could even conceivably check the advance of American power. It led them to modern geopolitics to the belief that modern China and Vietnam were socialist states still resisting American imperialism, it would lead them eventually to backing the very Russian oligarchs that had destroyed their beloved USSR. And it would lead some of them into the very heart of darkness itself, to an alliance with anyone and everyone who opposed liberal interventionism. It would lead them to seek an alliance with the arch-right-wing anti-communist Donald Trump. But it didn't start that way. The co-option of the ideology is a process that took almost a decade and comprised a series of debates inside the left about what capitalism, socialism, and imperialism really are and how the left should relate to nationalism and the state. We'll talk more about how these debates led to a right-wing turn in episode three. But the core beliefs, anti-imperialism, objection to capitalism, a rejection of liberal interventionism, and some of the darker and more conspiratorial tendencies like accusing any protest movement against a government they supported of being CIA assets spread like wildfire. There were contradictions from the beginning, of course. How do you square your opposition to capitalism with your support for China, a country with almost a thousand billionaires? The solution was to lie. Lies about China in particular abounded. Many Marxist-Leninists believe, for reasons that are deeply unclear to me, that China has public housing, that it automatically guarantees every citizen a home. This is not true. This – unclear to me if it's ever been true, even through the – so I mean, I, I guess you could argue it was sort of true during the socialist period. It has not been true for a very, very long time. China has a lot of homeless people. But, you know, these sort of lies persist because they are what you need to believe in order – to believe that China is a socialist state and not a capitalist one. Another common line is that China has a fully socialized healthcare system. This is unbelievably not true. China, in fact, used to have something like a universal medical system that they operated in extreme difficulty with groups of people called the barefoot doctors who would go to rural villages that had never really received proper medical care before and attempt to treat them. This was a thing that China used to have, and then they tore it up and privatized it. And now, Chinese private healthcare is an absolute disaster. Calculations by the Chinese journal Chuang estimate that almost the entire Chinese economy is based on corporations not paying their required contributions to healthcare plans, and that if corporations actually paid into the healthcare plans of migrant workers, the entire economies of entire provinces would immediately go under as an enormous majority of the corporations immediately went underwater. And so what, what we're getting a sort of picture of is people begin to believe things that need to be true in order for their to, to square their anti-imperialism or their version of anti-imperialism, which is opposing at all costs the United States, with their anti-capitalism. When the two began to conflict in terms of, you know, attempting to support a very obviously capitalist economy. 
And this leads to some very, very bizarre twists and turns. One very common thing is for socialists and socialist organizations in the US, or at least I say socialist, I mean Marxist-Leninist organizations, to advocate for a $15 or $20 minimum wage in China while simultaneously celebrating 32 cents an hour as the end of poverty in China. This has never actually penetrated the minds of the new Marxist-Leninists, with their endless parades of flags and new countries added every day, from the genocidal austerity mongers in Ethiopia, to the hardline murderous anti-communists who rule Myanmar by baton and bullet. New Marxist-Leninists were able to effectively insulate themselves from reality. This left them as prey for a new generation of right-wing grifters who would cynically exploit them for wealth and status. They also garnered the hatred of the more internationalist factions of the left. And then, as their numbers expanded, the increasing ire of liberals, who, stealing a term from anarchists, began to call the Marxist-Leninist tankies. This, I suspect, if you have heard of these people, is probably the word you've heard used to describe them. So we should talk about what this word actually means. But first, unfortunately, some ads. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back. To explain 
what a tanky is, we have to go back to, bizarrely, the 1956 Hungarian Revolution. <laughs> so, all right, in 1956, there was a massive uprising in Hungary. The Hungarians effectively forced their government to break with the Soviets. The Soviets respond to this by rolling a bunch of tanks across the border, claiming everyone in the revolution is a fascist and killing them all. And they were fairly successfully able to convince a large number of communists that the Hungarian revolutions really were fascists. They were aided in this by the fact that the liberals also lied about what the Hungarian revolution really was. And this is a lie that they continue to spread to this day. The, the the liberal version of the revolution is that it was a lib was you know it was it was a liberal revolution by people who wanted liberal democracy against like Soviet totalitarianism et cetera et cetera et cetera, and that's also not true. The reality of that uprising and what most of it was was a rebellion by the Hungarian workers' councils. So workers across their factories seized control of their factories, threw their bosses out, and began to manage them democratically. The different workers' councils, like foreign regional federations, it is very stunningly, very, very similar to the original Soviets of the 1917 Russian Revolution, which in theory, the USSR is supposed to be named after. But when they reappeared again, the you know, the the Soviets just absolutely smashed them because they weren't advocating for a Soviet-aligned one-party state. And what this actually meant was tanks rolling up to the gates of factories, blasting apart the very workers' councils who are supposed to be the basis of communism. This was an attempt, in some sense, yes, to implement democracy, but it was an attempt to implement democracy in the factory. And it was an attempt by the working class to seize control of the means of production and manage them themselves. Now, the smashing of the Hungarian Revolution led to a split in enormous numbers of communist parties all across the world. There are people people leave communist parties in droves. Uh, this is this is a big enough deal that it it spawns effectively like a crisis in China, where there is a series of mass strikes and people chanting like "Here another Hungary." And in particular, the British Communist Party had a guy on the ground in Hungary reporting on what was happening. And his report split the party between the people who supported the Hungarians and the people who supported the Soviets. The latter faction became known as tankies for their support of rolling tanks across the border and you know, slaughtering the working class. The term was revived in the 2010s to describe the return of Marxist-Leninists, although much of its usage was about Russia and Syria rather than the original Hungarian uprising. Now, it is true that all of these people do actually support or they, they, they do actually believe the Soviets were crushing like the return of fascism. But that that actual belief, like the, 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 the belief in, you know, that the Soviets were right to crush the Hungarian Revolution is effectively irrelevant now, except as a sort of marker of loyalty, because, you, you know, the USSR is gone and the Hungarian Revolution is gone, too. And so what's left is a term that on the one hand does correctly, you know, it, it does correctly describe a part of their political tradition, but it, 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 has, it has a tendency to sort of anchor these arguments in the past instead of the present where the, where the substantive disagreements with the Marxist-Leninists actually are. Now, Marxist-Leninists, they're also just, yeah, they're called MLs too, Marxist-Leninists, Absolutely hate being called tankies, except under, you know, the circumstances where they adopted ironically. And I'm I'm of two minds. I have called these people's tankies a lot. But the biggest problem with calling these people tankies is that the original tankies, 
the people who supported the Soviets butchering the Hungarian working class were actually communists. They were Marxist-Leninists who supported the USSR and believed that state ownership of the means of production was the socialist transition to communism. These modern quote-unquote Marxist-Leninists don't even believe that. Both Stalin and Khrushchev, for all the differences, would have had these people shot for supporting capitalists in their imperialist market economies. If you tried to explain to Mao that Deng Xiaoping, with his people's billionaires and a trillion dollars of American treasury bonds sitting, sitting in his coffers, was doing communism, he would have branded you a capitalist rotor and sent you to a re-education camp. At the end of the day, whatever else, the original tankies, the British supporters of the USSR, were communists. Their modern-day equivalents don't even have that to hide behind. They've been reduced to capitalists with a hammer and sickle fetish. So who are these people really? What they've become is suicide net socialists, because the suicide nets are the actual content of their politics. This is the actual content of backing states like the People's Republic of China. It is full-throated support for the suicide nets to fly under the roofs of the Foxconn factories in Shenzhen. The reality of their suicide net socialism is that the Chinese working class would rather kill themselves than live under it. And it was these suicide net socialists whose sins spawned their bastard children, patriotic socialism, and eventually MAGA communism. So how do we understand what these people are? I am going to give the final word to Karl Marx, the man whose ideology, in theory, spawned theirs. I'm going to read from one of Marx's most famous works, the 18th Brumaire. I'm pretty sure I've quoted it on the show before. The tradition of all dead generations weighs like a nightmare on the minds of the living. And just as they seem to be occupied with revolutionizing themselves and things, creating something that did not exist before, precisely in such epochs of revolutionary crisis, they anxiously conjure up the spirits of the past to their service, borrowing from them names battle slogans and costumes in order to present this new scene in world history in time-honored disguise and borrowed language. Thus, Luther, this is Martin Luther, put on the mask of the Apostle Paul. The French Revolution of 1789-1914 draped itself alternatingly in the guise of the Roman Republic and the Roman Empire, and the Revolution of 1948 knew nothing better to do than to parody now 1789, now the revolutionary tradition of 1793-1795. This is precisely the trap that Marxist-Leninists have walked into. Faced with mass social upheaval, they knew nothing better than to don the mask of Stalin and Mao. And it was a terrible mistake. Here is Marx again. The social revolution of the 19th century cannot take its poetry from the past, but only from the future. It cannot begin with itself before it has stripped away all superstition about the past. The former revolutionaries required recollections of past world history in order to smother their own content. The revolution of the 19th century must let the dead bury their dead in order to arrive at its own content. There, the phrase went beyond the content. Here, the content goes beyond the phrase. But we never buried our dead. The memories of dead generations still weigh like a nightmare in the minds of the living. And in the next episode, we will walk face first into that nightmare and behold the abyss within. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free this is holly fry from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new suv like an adventure ready rav4 available with all-wheel drive your new rav4 is built for performance on any terrain or check out a stylish and comfortable highlander with seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.